Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Surreal Global Fantasy Football Podcast. Today, myself, Hybee, and you'll never walk alone, are delighted to be joined by a couple of well-known names in the Surreal community who we've had on recently to discuss the Surreal Academy. Today, however, they're back talking more Surreal, but also about the new club app game. So we have Head of Product, Adam, and Head of Community, Mel, here to discuss club app game, everything you need to know, what it is, when it starts, and how to get involved. We'll also be talking about Surreal, Surreal Academy, and much, much more. So without further ado, Adam Mel, it's a pleasure to have you back. How are you? Thanks for having us. Thanks Thank for having you. us back. Yeah, thanks for having us. Looking forward to talking about club and some sort of rare as well. Welcome, welcome. Always tough to get that in when there's two guests. So uh, mm-hmm. need, to, need to wait for a little gap. But yeah. I'm surprised we don't have any Leeds fans coming on today, no? Hey, I'm a, I'm a Leeds fan. Um, Beautiful. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, really, really, I wish I hadn't said that. I, I so, just, I anyway, it's lovely talking about Club App. Let's have a chat about oh, the midweek no. action. That's the worst possible start. That's 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 disastrous. <laughs> yeah, okay, so before go. we get into, into that, most of our, our listeners will, will know you too well from the Surreal community and, and from Surreal Academy. But for, for newer listeners, why don't you give us a, a bit of your, your background? Sure. Do you want to go first, Mel? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I've been playing so rare for about a year and a half now. Uh, I don't know how it's that long, but yeah, a long time. So I guess I'm one of the people that have been on for a little bit longer than some. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm particularly successful. I just kind of uh, go along and do my best, but uh, just try and enjoy it, really. And I was a Sarah ambassador for a bit as well. Um, and yeah, been involved in other other kind of games in this space and a bit of NFT collecting as well, but generally only things involving cats. So that's really me. Well, that's yes. done you proud, hasn't it? The old cats. Yeah, cats, yeah. Are coming, cats are coming to life. You, you can always bet on cats. There's there's some good cats in this space. So regardless of what other other things are going on in the world, you can you can always bet on cats. Yeah. And obviously, I should say as well that I've been working on the club project for several months now as a community manager. So you'll see me a lot in the club discord if you pop in there. So yeah, come over and say hello. Cats are a well-known solid investment in the the NFT space. They definitely are. I'm just waiting for the the Kurt Zuma NFT where he's getting kicked (laughs) by a cat. Your your uh, avatar that you use, Mel. Though I mean, I've, I've you know obviously when you see when I see that now, it's the recognise or associate it with yourself. You've had that for a fair while already, haven't you? I was going to ask you, Adam. You've got pretty cool looking ape with glasses and a beanie on. What what um, what um, project that that one from? Oh, so that's um, a friend of mine actually started a a project called Megapont. He's going to love that I am now shilling his project. Um, but yeah, so. Um, he just started that about, I think it was about five months ago. And uh, in the, the crazy world of NFTs, he, you know, he sold them for like $50. And these things are now going for about $3,000 or so um, per, per pixel ape. I don't know how much that is per pixel, but it's, it's quite a lot. Um, so yeah, it just, it's sort of just really interesting, isn't it? How the last sort of six months has gone with, um, you can just sort of start these projects and they, they really just take on a life of their own. So it's not, um, you know, it's now become a full business for him where he's providing uh, sort of Web3 tools and bots and everything for the community um, and for everyone who's kind of involved in his project. So it's just really cool to sort of see, um, you know, there is there is sort of genuinely useful stuff coming out of this. It's not all just kind of cats and, and apes and whatnot. Oh, that's, that's excellent. It's, it's, it's just amazing how we can, you know, 
I guess we've all got different side communities and whatever, and, and you can just mm. instantly recognize people now just by whatever their uh, avatar is. You don't tend to see as much chopping and changing now once, you, once you've sort of like found your favorite. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what it's about. I think it's sort of just a shortcut to sort of showing like who you are and, and your kind of identity. I think, I think that's what people are using these things for. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so I've been I've been playing like all all the games in this in this sort of space um, over the last few years. Created a lot of content around them. Um, do a little bit of writing for Fantasy Football Scout occasionally, um, and it was Fantasy Football Scout that I built the Sorare Academy with. Um, so that's the um, you know official Fantasy Football um, Fantasy Football Scout Sorare League. Um, so I run that uh, with them. And for the last six or seven months, 95% um, of my life has been devoted to building Club, um, which is a, a new play and earn fantasy game on uh, mobile. So yeah, really excited to talk a bit about that later on today. I think we'll just go straight into that. I think that, that is what we're, we're here to talk about in the main. Sure. What is Club Game App? So um, Club is, it's based on real players. So it's your big five leagues in Europe, and we're also able to pull in results from the Champions and Europa League as well. Um, so this is going to be basically a, a kind of club building experience where you're able to do some kind of football managery things of, of building um, a team. You can name your team. You can uh, have a badge for your team. Um, you can build a whole stadium. There's a kind of 3D element there where you can really see this coming to life. Um, so it takes uh, it takes fantasy kind of off the spreadsheet uh, and into an app which kind of looks really cool, um, really really talented artists working on this thing. Um, mm. Hopefully we'll be able to share some of the the screenshots we've got so far. Um, but yeah, it sort of it brings it into a what I think is a sort of more visual uh, format. We've you know as kind of nerds who who play these games a lot, we've spent you know God knows how many hours looking at. Uh, you know, various player uh, scoring systems from from various things, including so rare and, uh, you know, FPL as well. And you always hear over the last decade, you know, there's always people saying, oh, I wish it I wish it could be like this or I wish it could be like that. Um, and we've really tried to sort of learn all of those lessons and, you know, how can we produce a system that is really kind of satisfying to people. Um, and, you know, from when we uh, have sessions with people and just show them the scoring system and the way uh, the transfer market's working, we're getting some really, really nice comments from some people who really know what they're talking about. So a uh, good example, I had a half an hour with FPL General uh, last week, um, and he's really, really big content creator on FPL, goes on the Sky Sports shows and whatever, and basically a full-time FPL content creator. Um, and we took him through the scoring system and he, he, he said, I think something like to the, the tune of 10 out of 10, you guys have, you guys have nailed this, which to hear that from someone who really, really understands the games um, is just so kind of exciting for us. Because mm -hmm. um, that's what we've been really working towards over the last, um, you know, six or seven months of developing this really. It's um, just a system that really kind of feels kind of fair and, um, but also really intuitive. So, you know, we want to make sure that when you, uh, when you're watching a game on, on the TV, you know, how actually converting a player's performance into a score you see on an app is actually quite difficult, right? Um, but what we, we've used at our, our yardstick is, um, 
you know, what do what are fans saying after a game? You know, if we go to if you see the Liverpool Liverpool match, hopefully not from last night, you go to the, <laughs> the Liverpool Echo, you see uh the kind of out of ten player ratings of, you know, uh one, one fans. Two. Yeah, maybe if you don't look at the Leeds column. Um but yeah, you sort of you look at what fans are really saying about that game and then you go to our system and you make sure, you know, are we are we capturing that? You know, if the keeper made a massive mistake that people are talking about, are we are we really capturing that in the game? Um, or if forward has had a really, really good game, uh, but maybe maybe he didn't score. Um, have we still captured that that guy has um, performed well? Um, so we've we've put tons of thought into the kind of the back end of it to make sure it, it kind of feels right. Um, but overall, I think the top line is we've we've tried to make a really fun uh, game that you know if you're kind of social or casual, um, you can just kind of jump in and, and play with your friends. Um, but also if you're a, a kind of real enthusiast, you've got that sort of uh, top level challenge where you can kind of climb up the divisions, um, get to what we, we call club elite, which is the, the top division. Um, and if you can kind of stay there, then, then our belief is that that's a kind of real badge of honor. You know, it should be kind of really tough to stay at that top level. Similar um, to being in the top ranks of FPL or, or something like or, exactly, that. Exactly. Yes, a little bit like um, people talk a lot about the top 10K chase um, yep. in FPL, but then a lot of people will say, oh, that's kind of, there's a bit of luck involved there, you know, on a kind of seasonal basis. It all comes down to, you know, which, uh, uh, who did you throw the tri triple captain chip on or something like that. Um, but actually... Um, Stuart Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in club, what we're saying is, you know, if you're if you're going to stay in club elite, you're going to be you're going to be there on merit. You know, the system is is designed in such a way that um, you'll have to be a really consistently good player to um, you know stay there. And but there's also guess, something for the, the more casual user to sort of pick up when and as and as and when they wish. Exactly. Yeah. So I think one of the, the big issues on, on FPL is that you find, you know, you'll get 8 million players at the start of a season, right? And then by November, how many are left? Like, because a, a lot of people just, you know, they start the season badly and they'll go, oh, damn it. I'll, uh, I think I'll even see. after the, the first couple of game weeks, the number is probably quite low. Yeah, and yeah, they do. By the end so, of the season, yeah, the, the attrition You're talking, um, I think by the end of the season, you might be talking in the hundreds of thousands who are, who are really left slugging it out. And um, it doesn't really have to be that way. You know, if you design the game slightly differently, um, so you've got your rank. And even if you take a month off, um, you, there's always a reason to just sort of pick it up and play again and start climbing those ranks again. Um, because I like that what you say there about taking a month off because it was a game I played years ago. Yeah, what was it? Top eleven, and that was a game where, yeah, you could build your your team up. You could really get engaged with it and you know mm -hmm. build up youth players, develop them over over a course of the seasons, build up the leagues. But mm -hmm. then if you did take some time off, that hampered your progress significantly. Yeah. even even just a day or two days. Yeah, I mean, I guess it will, like you will still kind of fall behind. Um, but at the same time, let's say you want to just pick up the game again in January for whatever reason. Um, you know, there's no point, there's no need to kind of wait for next season and say, oh, I'll see you in, um, I'll see you guys in August when the season starts again. Like you can always just kind of pick up and start Jump playing back again. In. Yeah, exactly. So um, 
No, can know. I just jump in there, Adam? Yeah, so what, what, what is it? What is it within the gameplay that allows that to happen? Then, so for you know, just as you guys are talking through now, someone mm. you know takes a long vacation, time away, you know, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. What, what? How are they able to step back in? I mean, maybe it's probably easy to answer. What are the first things that you can do as a club owner? You know, uh -huh. what are the what what are the things that are going to be available to uh, the initial club owners at yep. the point of the game opening? And uh -huh. as I say, then how does that evolve from there? Yeah, sure. So um, I think the the thing that really enables you to kind of just pick up and play is that you're you're being the competitions occur over different timescales. So your overall rank, you know, whether you're in the club elite or you're in the pro division or whether you're in the amateur division where everyone starts is that kind of persists between seasons. Um, so you carry your rank with you. So it means that, you know, no matter where you are in the season, there's always a reason to build up that rank. Um, and just kind of keep on growing your club financially as well. Um, because it's not, um, it's not just about kind of picking a fantasy team. You're also, you're building a club, you're developing the stadium to get more fans into it. You get more fans in it. You get more money on a match day. You can, uh, get, climb the leagues, get higher sponsorship deals. Again, all that stuff, uh, allows you to in the, at the end of the day, you know, have a bigger club with better players. And finally, sort of get towards that sort of Mbappe, uh, Salah, Haaland front three that we all kind of want. Um, and I guess the the sort of the other thing is that you've you've then got seasons like self-contained seasons will also be judged. So if you are one of the people like probably most of us who will play a full season, um, I will play kind of August to May. Uh, you've got that, and that's got its own kind of rewards and gameplay trophies as well for being like the best player over that season um or you can also if you're really casual just play a monthly competition where you know we might play a a christmas tournament over december that might be the sort of monthly event and you'll get in-game items for your club that are kind of christmas themed or it might be valentine's or st patrick's or you know whatever the theme of the month is so what we're trying to do there is give kind of that long-term rank so that your real hardcore fans they've got their rank to chase, right? They want to get to club elite, but a lot of people aren't like that. They're, they're just kind of, you know, I want to play with my friends. Um, maybe I want to try and win the, the Christmas trophy or like the trophy that gives you a kind of special kit that is kind of, you know, winter themed, but it looks really cool and is rare. Um, and I guess that's where we kind of start to touch on the play and earn, um, element there because, what we're doing, which is kind of the, the difference between this and so rare is that, um, everyone here is, has the same kind of level playing field. You know, you can, there's nothing, nothing apart from your kind of skill and gameplay that stops you owning the Harland or owning a Salah. Um, there's no, uh, kind of limitation on real money to how competitive you can be. Um, and that's really important to us because we, we, we feel that in, in club, uh, we want everyone to be able to kind of build the, the team they want to build. Um, we don't want all this talk of, you know, you're only, you're only winning the division because you're, you've got tons of cash. Uh, we want it to be a kind of not pay to win experience. Um, so we've done that, you know, we've made it sure we've made sure that, you know, there's no, no real advantage to having tons of cash in terms of the competitive side of the game, um, where the play and earn element of the game comes in is that you can collect in-game items which people will want um and we know that when you've got a really social game 
you actually people actually do care what their club like looks like you know you want the uh if you're a uh, kind of crypto person you want the black dragon that shoots laser eyes as your club badge you know you want the the legendary kit that you know only one person in the world has um and you know mobile games that that's how they make their money these days you know a lot of games are they're free to play in terms of the competitive side of it um but they charge for items that you know you don't want uh, you don't need but you probably want um so that's the kind of model we've gone through so it allows that's how we think we'll get to those millions of players hopefully at the end at the kind of two or three years of this um because it is free to play you don't need to invest you know thousands of pounds in crypto um if you want to start getting involved you can just start building your club uh build your team and then over time you'll start seeing these cool in-game items that appear uh, which are nfts and are tradable um and you can you can win these things you can buy them off a marketplace um and all this kind of tradable stuff is where the nft element comes in um and that's what we're kind of really excited about it's like you've got a, a free to play game it's not gambling but what we're very happy to do is is share the rewards um and the value that the the game generates with the players so what we've got is a model um where there'll be a there'll be a token uh, it'll probably be called club coin and basically 50% of the the spend of that token returns straight back to the user and the player in terms of player rewards um and then 50% goes to the team who who build the game so that we can keep building the game and make it better um and that's what that's what i'm really excited about with this project it's that sort of new model of of sharing those rewards with players um but hopefully in a a more sustainable way than uh, some of the products we've seen recently and how how do you see the the journey of onboarding the non crypto natives to get to that point where you've got two or three million people in a, playing this in in a few years time so i think yeah. the the premise of this is very simple and easy for those who are in another crypto game or a way of nfts and are already in that space but how yeah, do you sure. get somebody to up front download an app and then put 150 dollars into to that um well i mean they won't have to so for i would probably expect for you know 80 90% of uh, our users in probably in year 1 um they probably won't touch nft at all you know they might not have any kind of interest and if if that's the case that that's fine um you'll just be able to download it as a a free to play game uh you'll be able to create your club with kind of um you know the basic level of of cosmetics so you know you won't be able to kind of customize the club to the same extent as someone who's kind of really into their nfts or someone who's bought a, a kind of meta pack which is what we're we're selling as a sort of first mint um but at the same time you'll still be able to fully play the game you can uh start progressing your club you can still pick exactly the same team as anyone else uh you can still reach the top of the leaderboard so um for 80 80 90% of people they might not you know they won't have a wallet they won't kind of really even have to understand crypto at all this will just be something they might encounter through fantasy football scout um they'll pick it up they'll download it they'll start playing um but what we we think is that over time people will start seeing um what the benefits of of using crypto are and i think um chiefly that is that play and earn element it's that we as a kind of independent new company we're we're kind of more than happy 
to give 50% of the income back to our players um, in a way that an established game who currently gets 100% of the income probably isn't um, because, you know, as a kind of new company, uh, you almost have nothing to lose. So you're just like, you know, we're, we're really kind of excited just to build a cool game and then we're happy to share the kind of value of it because it's almost like the player becomes the in-game shop, right? So uh, they, earn, they earn the cosmetic or the item that people want and you know if that's the you know the red devil that dances or for mark the uh you know the liver bird that's on fire and is kind of animated and that's what you want as your club badge um you know there will be you know people from the crypto community who are more than happy to come over there and, and take that off their hands for an amount of, of eth um but for the free to play player they they don't even really need a wallet to get started at all um, so that's our kind of approach, really. It's going to be that we, we fully expect most players to be uh, non-crypto natives at first, but we think over time they'll start to see the reasons why they should actually get a wallet um, and start playing in, in a way that's actually quite useful to them. So we're not asking them to suddenly spend £100 or £1,000. Uh, we're saying, you know, you can just come and download and play for free. Yeah, and, right. and if I if I can just say, I mean, I think that's something that's really important to all of us. And I think that in a game where the kind of core principle of the game is that you are a club owner, it's important to us that there is an opportunity for people to actually own their clubs. So if you go down the NFT route, you own the club, the cosmetics, yes, but also the mm. club itself as an entity. So if you do really well, you can then potentially sell that on for a profit. And it would be yeah. daft for us to to launch a club ownership game without an element of, of true ownership mm. but but i think that what what we have in this space at the moment i think is there's just such a high kind of price barrier for people to get involved in nfts and it's you know it's a big ask i think for people to have to find 200 300 more than that in 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 terms of just actually starting out on a game or some kind of project that they know nothing about so i hope that we can have a really good way of onboarding people into this space with some really sensible on-ramps that that kind of remove some of the more terrifying or complicated elements of of crypto so that we can start to bring people into this space and also allow people that are playing the the non-nft version of the game to play with the people who actually own their club so we're not going to segregate it either there's going to be the opportunity mm. for people to play together um, and i think you know that's got to be a positive thing in a space where at the moment it feels that there's quite a lot of vitriol against NFTs without a lot of understanding mm. of the, the core principles. So that's why we're doing this twin, twin track approach. And yeah, I, I'm really pleased with that. And I think it's a really positive development in this space. Yeah, I think that that's interesting. It means the, the focus on the NFT element of it means you're delivering something for all the people who play these types of games that are a bit frustrated at the current setup of these games so when they get to the, the end of the career mode and you can't do anything with it you just have to start again or those yeah. kind of those kind of existing frustrations mm. in, in the football gaming space so i think you're you're catering to to that element creating a, a, an easy access and quite a, a low price point for those who are also interested in nfts to, to get in as well so yeah. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, as Adam said, we're talking about this as play and earn rather than play to earn, because you know, there are plenty of games in this space where it's all about earning and it's about grinding 
and you know there are we know there are people who are using this as as a way to make a living in some parts of the world which is is mm. great but that's not what we're trying to do with this this is this is a project that's about fun we're not saying this is going to replace your day job you're not going to have to grind it's not going to be boring at any point this is just going to be a really fun thing to do to play with your friends to use your football knowledge because we're all doing this all the time anyway so why don't we do this in a way mm. um, where we can maybe get a little bit back from it as well so yeah big big on big on fun with this project that's that yeah I, want to I think i think that's super important to me because um you know I, you talk about play and earns and there will always be a game that comes along that kind of offers people more money right like it'll always be a kind of a new game where at the very start you know you if you're the the kind of very earliest adopter you throw your money in and then you'll be able to like 10x or 20x and those games will kind of always appear um but every game they, they kind of have to last like two years or three years right so we're just kind of building this in a way where we're just like this this has to be a game you want to play right and not just because there's money involved like it has to be fun enough that you actually just want to play this game and then if you happen to be able to make um make some money because you finished at the top of the league and you won the black dragon with laser eyes and someone comes along and buys that for 5e or whatever they do um you know that's a massive success and and even um even if you were a kind of pro player who is in the middle rank um our middle league is called pro um and even if you're in the middle rank and all all you do as a kind of casual player is you you want to buy a couple of kits and a badge for your club um you know, and you might just pay sort of ten dollars, twenty dollars for that, like a normal mobile game. And end of its end of a season, you've kind of finished with that. You want a different one. And even if you were to resell that for like seventy five percent of your original purchase, that's still progress in in the genre in a in a world where people are playing things like FIFA and dumping in fifty pounds a week just to kind of stay competitive. Or and the rest. Yeah, yeah I was going to say in terms of you know quantifying enjoyment yeah i mean that can be you know a very open-ended subject and yeah uh, sure uh just what just going i know we're not focusing on the nft side which i think is amazing as well you know 80 90 percent mm. even if it does take them a year two years five years to uh you know get into the you know to the in, into nfts in general they don't have to um yeah. Just drawing a similarity, maybe to footy, I and mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. So you mm. you've got the club, which in itself is an NFT, and then mm. you've you know you've explained things like badges and kits, which are NFTs as well. Mm. If you are to sell the club, do you sell the club in its entirety with everything you've accumulated, or does each NFT uh, is separate? So I could sell the club, but then I could you know buy another club and still keep my kit or my or my badge yep. or what have you. Exactly, it's it's what it's the latter. So okay. basically, you you play the game as an owner. Um, so the club belongs to you as the owner and all of your items belong to you as the owner. Um, so if you, if you chose to sort of bundle your club and I'm going to bundle my club with my kits and my badges, um, you could stick that on the marketplace as a bundle. Um, but what we probably expect people to do is I think a lot of people will get attached to their club. I think, um, you know, you can sell your club, but I think a lot of people probably won't um what they might be more likely to do is sell um a kit or a badge that they've earned um maybe one they're not particularly attached to because they've already got their favorite um that's probably what i see people do but you know even if you're a kind of free to play player 
um, if you've just kind of, you, you have put time into building up a club um, and it might take, you know, six months to a year of gameplay uh, to get a club to a level where it's kind of able, you're able to mint that club. Because uh, you don't want just an oversupply where like anyone can just mint clubs and just throw them randomly on the market. Um, a minted club will be actually something someone has um, spent time and effort developing um, from a kind of free free initial club. Um, and so they can just go and they can go and sell that if they want. And if, if that's their kind of if that's their thing, you know, if they just want to keep sort of building up clubs to sell, uh, they could they could do that. Um, but yeah, you can kind of um, mix and match and, and keep whatever items you want to keep um, or sell your club or not, not sell your club. It's really kind of up to whoever, whoever's playing, really. Oh, amazing. Right. Well, do you think we'll, we'll wrap up with some more um, club game uh, and you can tell everyone, obviously, how they can get started now, the things that they can do pre-mint and, and bits mm. and pieces. But to uh, appease our listeners that did tune in to, uh, to, to get their fix of Sorare, how are you guys both getting on in, in that respect? Uh, how much are you? I mean, you've got an established collection, Mel. I'm sure you do as well, Adam. You know, in terms of the time that you spend on Sorare, how are you using it at the moment? Oh, uh, I've had a terrible start to the year. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I can't seem to catch a break at the moment. I'm finding it really hard going at the moment. And I think that actually... I think that to play so rare well, you really need to put quite a bit of time into it. So the busier I get, the less time I'm spending over my team selections. And obviously the worse the results are. And of course, things are getting tougher because we've got more people competing. So I've, I've had a really poor start to the year. And I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the MLS getting back into full swing because that might help because I've got quite a lot of MLS players. But yeah, it's been a bit of been a bit of a grind this year so far i was flying at the end of last year but it's yeah it's been tough going since then i don't like the word grind Mel. we want to use the word enjoyment <laughs> enjoyment yeah i mean it's, it's largely fun but there's definitely moments when you just think oh god another dmp or why have i put that player in this team why have you got sent off <laughs> so well, yeah certain, but, i mean that's, that's the nature of the game isn't it yeah yeah, I mean, sendings off. I mean, I've just seen there's a... I looked at the uh, score flash, Porto one, Lazio one. Oh, Milinkovic-Savic has got an assist. I'm thinking, oh, OK, that's good. Then I look at his sofa score, I think he's at 6.3 at the moment. And, of course, it was Milinkovic-Savic that gave the penalty away. So he's uh, <laughs> up, up one, down one on the decisives um, already. But, yeah, I mean, I think the COVIDs are, are still lingering. It looks like that... Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I don't... I particularly don't enjoy the MLS or the Asian League starting because they're just just another huge layers of com competition coming in. And I think one of the numbers that we should mention this week is Surrey hitting that milestone of 100,000 uh, mm. users that have gone on to at least obtain one NFT card within their wallet, which is a pretty, I mean, I think, was it early January? Went from 70 to 80 to 80 to 90. I think in, it took about two to three weeks each Each of those 10K steps. It's, so. been, it's been such fast growth. And every time I look at the graph, I think this isn't even slowing down. There's, there's no there's no sign of that momentum slowing down at all. And I don't, I don't know where that's coming from, actually. I'd be really intrigued to understand kind of where they're onboarding new users from, whether it's coming through the the vast amount of content that content creators are putting out like yourselves and like others that I think, mm. I mean, there's just so much more to, 
to watch and listen to and absorb. Is, is that the um? Is that the you guys know um the kind of ins and outs of the daily so rare gossip to me? Is that is that limited cards coming through? Is that is that where all those new users are coming from? That's made a huge difference. I mean, you can see the growth pick up exponentially when they launch limited cards. So I, mm. I don't, for me, I don't think there's there's any way you could say that limited cards have been anything but a huge success. But mm. it's the fact that it's not it's not slowing down, even though limited card prices are, are far higher than I ever thought they would be. Although yeah, limited card prices less already... today. They've already surpassed, you know, what we were trading rares at 12, 18 months ago. I mean, but look, on the numbers side, I mean, look, Adam, you've explained uh, your growth potential, you know, your, you know, two, I think you said two to three million users that could potentially have your app and be playing the game. Mm -hmm. So you must have an understanding as to the sort of exponential growth curve that, you mm -hmm. know, you're, you're starting out with, I don't know, 1K, 5K, 10K mints or whatever it happens to be. You'll mm -hmm. look to, to, to tap into, you know, the mobile gaming sector, which I, I imagine can probably catapult you quickly beyond the hundred thousand users very quickly, mm -hmm. but to get to get to two to three million at some point, you know, that's that's going to be a straight line up from bottom left to top right. Well, maybe, yeah. I guess it's really different when you're um, as a free to play game. It is actually, you know, you're there's a reason mobile games do that. You know, it's not um, you know not just talking about club, but free to play has become the dominant model in gaming. Um, because you can attract just so many users much more easily. Um, you know, even if it's not just a hundred pounds, like if you, the stats on, if you, if you tell a group of people, um, do you want to play this game? It's free. Or do you want to play this game? It costs one ninety nine. The, um, the difference is, is actually insane. Like people will not pay for something, you know, they will without kind of really investigating it, even if it's a small sum. It's not like people can't necessarily afford them. It's just that they would just rather try the free game because why not, right? Um, so yeah, it gives being free to play gives you a, like a huge advantage when it comes to acquiring users. Um, and so uh, they have a different model. So they're, they're going for, you know, they've got a much higher, uh, higher spend per head of person, but they also want to get out and um increase that user base which is that's obviously something people talk about all the time it is their biggest challenge and um i guess just uh sorry can you hear my cat there attacking <laughs> I, thought I thought it was, was mills oh, mills avatars come to life no i have to say that is mine that is zelda um she is currently zelda. jumping on my desk now i'm just going to throw her down i love this uh, in a non-cut zuma like fashion that was very gentle um i'm glad i'm glad yeah, so it's a cat-friendly podcast. Um, it is. So yeah, as I was saying, um, yeah, they just they just have a different challenge, you know. So Red don't necessarily need millions and millions of users, um, but they they obviously will want to uh, sort of increase um, and and get there. So I guess you know it makes total sense to me that they're going down the sort of limited route, uh, like you guys. I, I'm surprised they the price of those I've held so high. I think um, it might have even done the platform a favor if they were a little bit cheaper um, because of what you really want in these games. And I, I just think these games are so social. Like, um, like I know, for example, in club that people only care about playing club if everyone's playing club. Like you, you, have to, you have to know that your friends are playing as well or that if you post it on social media, people actually care about, you know, whether you're in club elite or not. So it's kind of no good for us having 10,000 players. You need to be getting up into um, 
that sort of uh, social space where you're, you know, the dream for me is that you walk into a pub one day and you see someone playing club um, on their app. Like that, that's kind of when you'll know you've kind of broken through. Um, and I think so rare have a, a similar thing, but they, they're obviously starting from a very different point where, um, and a lot of play and earn games, um, not just so rare, are, are having this sort of thing where, um, particularly when you start life with a really hyped mint and you've got this huge kind of growth, growth phase and lots of early adopters who have made like a ton of cash, um, you've then got an issue there about how do you um, balance the needs of those users who are your kind of first adopters and, and they deserve good treatment. Um, and you can't go around just devaluing what they've been building for the last year. Um, at the same time, everyone involved, including those initial users, wants tons of new users to come in. Um, so I guess the limited tier was was a really smart response to that. Um, so I guess what they really need to do is just kind of pump up that supply a bit um, and, and just make it as easy as possible for people to get involved, even if they're not making like mega, mega tons of cash. I think, I think we probably have to get away from the idea that, you know, you can just, you're only playing these games for money. Like you actually need to be a fun game. Um, so I guess that's, that's where so rare will be looking to, if I was guessing, I would, I would be guessing that they want to deliver kind of new experiences, um, which kind of make the game just kind of develop it and make it more fun as, as anyone would be. Um, and then also try and just bring those card prices down as well, because, you know, the more, the more people play, you know, it's kind of exponential. Like you, yeah, it, there's an element of keeping up with the Joneses, I think as well at this stage, because, you know, if you, mm. if you, if you invite someone in to play a social ladder, that's fantastic. But yeah. if you notice, well, my mates, he's got that, you like, oh yeah, okay. Okay. I better go yeah. and pick up a few more bits as well. And I think, Again, I think the fun element or, or the, the the different aspects of the game is already starting to flourish now because of mm. the third-party third sites. Yep. And obviously led by Sarah Data and all of the competitions that you can enter there. Mm. And then obviously the baton has continued through Sarah Mega, Sarah Bragg, you know, Sarah you know, XYZ. I'm sure there's others I'm not doing service to, but, you know, there's so many other choices now that you can get involved in. And I think you, you touched on it, Mel, there. It's like, you know, even, you know, you get to Friday and you're struggling to do your own teams. It's like, that's on the Sarah native platform. And then it's like, ding, oh, better go and do this one. Oh, I can do that one as well. Or oh, I can do this mm -hmm. one here. And it does feel like it, sometimes it, I, I can imagine it feels like a bit of a chore. I've got to get, I've got to do all this because I'm, I'm, I'm potentially losing out if I don't do this or I don't set mm -hmm. this team or I don't do that. And yeah, mm -hmm. having some, some other, you know, I've always been trying to to push know what i feel is severely lacking which is the collector side of things or things mm. that happen naturally like you know the thing i do enjoy about Sarah brag that's got me uh sorry uh, mega sorry that's got me going back is just logging on just oh logging on you know friendly reminder 10 points you know plus or minus whatever you mm. might have won that week and you know and i think the the ability to have you know fast slick user interfaces as well plays into it nobody wants to be you know, push for time and then going on something and then, oh, nothing's loading up. Oh, it's taking mm -hmm. a while. It's going to take me far. Okay, I'll leave that. Then you don't go back to it the following and the following yeah. week as well. But I think in, you know, again, we've we've gone such a long way in the last 12 to 18 months that another 12 to 18 months down the line and we're going to have, you know, companion tools, you know, other, other apps, other games, you know, yeah, I mean, it will get to the stage where you might need to, uh, you know, take an afternoon or a morning off here and there if you want to really <laughs> immerse yourself in not just the native platform, but all of the other trimmings that uh, that come along with it. 
Yeah, and I think that, I mean, you're absolutely right. Things have moved so fast. I mean, the, the platform now compared to when I joined is is very different. And the whole ecosystem that's built up around it has really made it what it is, I think. And I can't imagine that in a year's time, we'll just be playing SO5. I think there'll be SO8 or SO11 or something on the on the native platform. And I'm sure by that point, they will have some more stuff going on around collectability because you've been banging this drum for at least a year and so have other people. And I think that mm. it's really logical that we're at the stage now where people do want to have a kind of virtual sticker album and they want to get rewards mm. for collecting cards as much as for playing them in the game, especially when you can play the game on other platforms. Mm. Maybe that's what's missing from this space. Maybe there needs to be a third party app that isn't about lining up players and scoring points. Maybe there's a third party app that lines up players in a sticker book. If so rare, aren't ready to do that yet. Maybe somebody mm. else comes in and does that in that space. Why didn't we think of that, Adam? So here, <laughs> well, or, or uh, third, third party site where the clubs, you know, take on the responsibility of of rewarding their super fans. And if there's well, a, a fan out there that has got, you know, every single club Bruges card from day one. Great. Mm -hmm. Well, tell you what, it's not uh, difficult. I feel like Adam wants, wants to share some alpha that he's been working uh, on. Oh, alpha, alpha alerts. I've got some, I've got some alpha. Well, it's more of an idea. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely, what you're getting at there is that, you know, if you've, if you've collected cards, if you, if you own a certain number of cards, you actually want some kind of reward for that, right? You want a, a reason to collect because if you've got a team of five, you can only actually use five cards a week, right? And then the others are, you know, they're basically sat there doing nothing unless you're in, entering them in other leagues or other tournaments. Um, so one of the things we're doing in club is, you know, similar similar situation, right? So we're, we're building a, an economy around um, not the players, like we're letting everyone just have the players, but, um, you know, you only need one kit, right? You only need one badge for your team. Um, so what's the incentive to hang on to any of the others and, and collect them? Um, so what we've got, uh, to solve that gap is called club sets and you there's certain every season so like a season being kind of august to may uh, so season one starting this year you will have club sets within that so that might be you collect three epic kits and a legendary stadium and a and three rare badges right and we say this is a set and if you collect all of that set um, you will be eligible to receive rewards so um, that would be, you know, when we do the, the club coin thing, um, if you're just a holder of that set, um, of, of NFT items, you will be entitled to receive, um, a certain amount of the club coins that are slushing around the system. Um, so that, that, that kind of gives you, I think what you, what you're looking for, which is that kind of, um, you know, respect for the fact that you've been able to collect these, this stuff, which is. A, um, that's a gameplay objective, you know, collecting those sets is fun, right? Um, and then when you've got them, you feel like you've been kind of rewarded for, for keeping them and not just buying them. And then it also, it kind of gives value to the whole economy. So, you know, if you've then got five kits, you're using one and you're staking the other three as part of a club set, then you're, you're getting good value there out of four kits. So it gives, um, you know, that boosts the economy of the game because, you know, everything, everything kind of continually has, has value, even like a year one kit um, and a year three kit, you know, when we get to season three, um, the season kit three kits might look better than the season one kits, but the season one kits still, 
they've got OG value and they'll still earn you money, um, earn you club coin. So that, that's kind of how we're doing it. It's called, called club sets. And can I just take a moment to say the kits look incredible. It, the, the, the visuals I've seen, Adam won't let me share too much because it's too much early days <laughs> to be giving too many sneak peeks, but they look absolutely beautiful. There's some really talented artists working on this project. We, we want this to be both a really fun game and also just visually really impactful with a really good user mm. interface and something that people just want to pick up and play and show off to their friends as well. Yeah, the stadiums look really cool on the main website. I've uh, signed up since uh, since we started going on it. Yeah, it looks very, very, very slick. So I suppose what everyone wants to know is how do they get involved? When's it live? All the details. Go on, Mel. This is your, this is your moment. Uh, okay, so if you want to get involved, um, basically at the moment we are asking people if they want to become a founding club owner, so to join us from the very beginning of our journey. And there's two routes to do that. You can become a gold founding club owner, which is the non-FT route. If you go onto our website, you can uh, sign up for that directly through the website now. There's a little button you can click and put your details in. If you want to become a meta founding club owner, which is the NFT route, uh, we're now running an allow list, so we've closed the reservations on the website, but there are ways that you can grab yourself an allow list spot for that, um, including you, via your tweet, Hybe. So if you look up Hybe's tweet, you can uh, put yourself into that competition and we'll be doing competitions ourselves and through our Discord. So really the best thing to do is to keep an eye on our socials. Come and join us in the Discord and just get involved with the project. And uh, we're, we're pretty confident that most people that want to grab an allow list spot will be able to grab one at this point. Um, we're closing that list, I think it's on the 9th of March, and we will be minting clubs later on in March with the aim to go live with the early access beta in April. I was going to say, and then with the full game, all bells and whistles later on in the year, ready for the, for the new season. Mm. I'm just, I've just went on to the founding clubs list and you can actually see all the submitted, all the submitted names there. Uh, some of them, yeah. <laughs> they've got some cracking ones. We've got There's FC some COVID, great ones. NFT FC, FC Sausage. Yeah, so I, I think that that meta pack is, is put a lot of thought in, in what goes into that. So you're actually, you're getting three NFTs for your, uh, for your, for your ETH there. So you're getting like a, a limited edition kit, which has been made by one of the, the top um, 3D kit designers on Instagram. Um, so that looks, uh, we haven't revealed that yet, but that looks really kind of slick. It's got a sort of a um, metaverse digital sort of theme to it, which is cool. Um, you've got a, a chance at um, one of the 10 animated club badges. So one of them, as I think I've must have mentioned about seven times is the black dragon with laser eyes, which is the, uh, that's the one I want, um, out of all of them. And there's, there's 10 of them. Well, that floor right price. So that's about 15 E's right now. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's that one. There's, um, you know, there's a red devil on fire for your Manchester United fans. There's, um, you know, so yeah, we're, there's two and a half thousand meta packs in the first mint. There will be 10,000 eventually. Um, but then there'll be no more than that ever. And, Every time we do two and a half thousand, there'll be 10 animated badges in there. Um, so they'll be kind of, it's a little bit like a lottery. Um, so the people who win those, I imagine, will be really, really happy. Um, and But even if you just get one of the normal uh, meta badge, they are all unique. Um, so that is 
uh, done with auto-generative artwork so that every single badge you get in a meta pack is, is completely unique. No one else has any, has one that looks like it. Um, so you can, you can kind of take that um, as your, your club badge, or if it's not your taste, you can kind of put it on the marketplace and sell that. Um, but what I would recommend you keep is the meta club itself, um, because that is basically like a VIP pass to club. Um, so it's, it's our way of kind of rewarding our, our first backers uh, from the community. And essentially you'll just get special treatment for life. If you're, if you're holding a meta club, um, you know, when we do uh, kind of special drops of new NFTs, you'll just be able to mint one. Uh, you'll get kind of whitelist for stuff. You'll, if we do a partnership deal with, you know, whoever we, whoever we get to one day, if it's Nike or, you know, more, more lowbrow than that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll always be looking to give our meta club owners the kind of the first, first dibs and first sight of everything. So um, that's, that's the one I recommend uh, people hang on to. So some of these names are, are amazing. And there's, there's so many more as well. I mean, we've just been overwhelmed by the response to this. So I think we just got to the point where we just ran out of time to get them all on the website. So if you join the Discord, you'll you'll see people talking about their club names. And yeah, there's so much creativity there. And, it, you know, part of the package is you get to pick that club name and it's unique and nobody else has it. So that's another mm. really good reason. And it, it, that is what this is all about. We want people to have as much control and ownership over their club who they are as an owner, what their club looks like, you know, mm. everything right down to the, the name of the club itself. Mm. There's some smart money as well, picking out uh, Bitcoin FC, Ethereum United. Um, you know, these are all things that, you know, if you can... Anyone uh, got chicken ticker Mosala yet? Yeah, so, yeah, but you can resell that, right? So if uh, someone, you get a Bored Ape Yacht Club club um, and one of the Bored Apes comes along and they want to pick up that club, um, you know, that's kind of a unique name. So some smart money going in there. I can see just looking down the list. That's set in stone. So that's not something which, you know, through maybe some law, you can, you know, change that uh, through the history of the club and take over and someone comes in. It's set in stone from day one. Is it those, those particular club names? Uh, it would be up to the owner. So the owner would have the ability to sort of remint their club with a new name if they wanted to. But yeah, if you've, if you've got that club and it's got that name, uh, no one can no one can take that away from you. Nice. So I think in terms of the uh, the only other surreal questions, we had obviously a spot of news this morning uh, where there was an announcement of some new special weeklies, which uh, have got prizes, which are unique cards. So we've got some unique card. Uh, that can be won over the next few weeks. Slight restructuring of the auction schedule as well. Then, if you have had a chance to digest that and what your thoughts might be, yeah, I had a quick look over that. Is it just the two fifty special that's got the unique cards? I think that's that's the big one, isn't it? Where they're just rolling out loads of prizes and there is another one. So I think the the two fifty has three uniques, but up to five hundred prizes. Two fifty one's got five hundred, all all limited. 252's got three uniques again, and then up to 25 super rares. And then we've got 253 has got 100 rares, and then 254 has got 20 star and tier one rares. So, yeah, all different rules, and they seem to be limited um, scoring players. So, not mm. the, the Ajax stacks and, and Bayern stacks available there, maybe some players returning from injury. So it's going to be there's going to be a lot of tactics involved trying to pick up players or see 
who might be a, a good option, somebody that's capable of hitting a, a 75-80 when their average is under 40. Yeah, and I, th I think it's good that they're doing a big push on this, the special weeklies because I know quite a long time ago they said they wanted to make them actually special and, and really draw attention to them and, and giving people a schedule in advance is helpful. I know there's been a bit of chat on the Discord um, about whether it's going to encourage people to kind of over overextend themselves and perhaps buy players for a special weekly at an inflate, inflated price and then not have a lot of use for them. But, you know, I think that it's always buyer beware, isn't it? And you've always got to do your own research. If you're going to, if you're going to throw a load of money into buying a player with an average of 30 points every game week and not expect that price to, to sort of sit around the floor, then you've probably not done your research. And, and actually, for me, this kind of thing answers one of the questions that I've heard from some of the critics of the platform, well, I'm thinking of a, a particular journalist who hasn't Critics done of the Sarah <laughs> platform? What yeah. circles are you what circles are you mingling in these days, I, MDJ? I, I think it's uh, I'm just thinking of a journalist who's not completely I'm not sure I would call him a journalist, but who 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 <laughs> thinks that the only way that money comes in is through new players. And those of us who are part of the community know that that's absolutely not the truth. It's great that new people come in and obviously want to start building their collection. But I think there's an awful lot of money being turned over by existing managers. And so Rare need to think about what they can do to encourage us to keep buying players. And one thing you can do to, keep, to encourage people to keep buying players is change the rules around. So you change the rules around by saying, actually, now we're going to give you a special weekly or maybe an ongoing league where players with lower averages are going to be useful to you or as i said earlier you know start to roll out so8 or so11 then we're going to need bigger galleries so i think things like this just show that so rare can continue to to maintain income from existing players even if the onboarding of new users starts to sort of plateau a bit which obviously is nowhere near where we are but you know if maybe one day that happens i think we can answer that question so yeah, for me, I think it's a positive move. And considering most of my players are mediocre at best, I would hope to have some chance. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's a good thing. There's over a thousand cards being paid out in prizes over those five weekly specials on top of all the other cards and all the other SO5 tournaments. So, yeah, it can, it can only be positive. And as you say, I think it there is always that risk that people over over-invest and or ape into these players that might have a, a good chance and it doesn't quite work out for them or they're, they're not able to sell them on for the same amount going forward. But I don't think the value of these players goes, goes to zero, does it? So they might lose 10 20% if they were to try and sell them the next week or they might keep them for another special weekly further down the line or you know, a player coming back might have a, a bit further utility um, later on. So... I don't think it's, it's too much of a, an issue there. I think it does help out some players who have got all these duffers sat in their accounts and, <laughs> and want to be able to, to play them. So, yeah, it brings other players, the, the lower tier cards, back into play a little bit. I think there's more to do in that space, but it's definitely a start and it's def definitely good to see. Yeah, I think as long as it is a start that is sustainable or goes on to be sustainable, I mean, it was Thursday again today. We're still yet to see a legend drop this year which I still feel is disappointing. 
um, given that, uh, again, they came out with a you know nice backstory to it. Great. Everyone's looking at, you know, great promo video. Let's get involved. Um, what I don't want to see is we get through these four game weeks and then we go back to, you know, a special weekly with 30 plus year olds. So, okay, great. You know, we, 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 we slip back into, you know, old, old habits again. Hopefully this is a, a test, which assuming it will be successful, then can lead, you know, you into their mail at something which is a little bit longer term. So maybe something which, uh, you know, maybe a full league of this that happens every week um rather than just these four and then you know all of a sudden we go quiet for a couple of months again so hopefully they're, they're doing it and they're rolling it out because this is the start of something which could then go on to be much bigger because if it does open up you know the the the, the ability to value tier two and tier three cards you know more kindly than it does today um you know adam you said you know increase the supply well one way to increase the supply is just by giving these tier two and tier three you know more utility um mm. it's not necessarily you know having to find another scarcity of you know one every 10k scarcity which mm -hmm. i think you know based on the way that the, the demand for the game is going and just by throwing that sort of supply on the market we'll end up with the one of ten thousands end up being the price of the one of a thousands that we see today because we've just seen that happen you know when we've moved from rare to limited but if we open up the door to I know what percentage of the database is tier two and tier three must be 60, 70% of the database. Well, just by opening the door to 60, 70% of the existing database, that's going to take a fair bit of uh, demand to chunk through all those cards. There'll be opportunities there for people that have got, you know, cards on their account that, that they've either been patient with or, you know, have slipped down the pecking order for them to be, you know, be brought back to life. And that can be, you know, someone else, someone's trash is another, another person's treasure. Um, so the next 100,000 people through the Sereg, uh, through, through the Sereg doors could potentially benefit not just from new supply coming onto the market, but from 60, 70% of the existing supply that's in, in, in circulation over the last two to three years. Guys, Adam Mel, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on again today. I'm sure we'll, we'll have you back talking about Club App Game, yeah, Sereg Academy and some other new venture, Panini sticker book for Sereg cards. <laughs> Yeah. Next week, you're going to be a busy man, Adam. <laughs> I think I've got enough uh, enough on my plate with Academy and Club. I'll be I'll be all right with that for now. Mel said she didn't have. Uh, she's got a few extra hours of the day to spare. Maybe she'll take take one myself. You are joking. No way. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe one day. But thanks for having us back again. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. No. Good luck with the uh, the, the upcoming launch. Um, yeah. I'll uh, I'll see. If I'll if there's anything I need to do to get a club, let me know. I'll. Uh, just request it, but I'd love to to come in and uh, yeah, join join the the fun as opposed yeah, to do. the grind. Come and, come and join our Discord and, and say hello. Yeah, we'll do. All right, excellent. Well, look, thanks again um, for everyone that's listening. Yeah, I hope you're all getting stuck into your Asian teams, your MLS teams. It's definitely heightened competition out there, and uh, I think uh, yeah, as much as I've enjoyed talking about footy and cyber and, and game and everything, let's have a let's have a full on Sarah cast next time. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, there's a big one next time. I think got that feeling. So, that brings us to the end of today's Sorier Global Fantasy Football Podcast. I hope you found it useful. And as always, if you could like, subscribe and leave a review, then we can help introduce the fantastic concept to more users. See you next time.